Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and it combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. Hello! Welcome to a special episode of Taco Tuesday, you guys. I am super excited. Unfortunately, Christian was unavailable today. He is currently out of town and traveling, so you're stuck with just me, uh, Glenn Shelton, founder and CEO of Lead Heroes. But I want to tell you, on today's episode of Taco Tuesday, I have a very special guest Someone who worked very closely with me in Lead Heroes. He's probably going to be making fun of me uh, this whole this whole time, but uh, is Mr. Lester. Lester has been working with me for many, many years. In fact, when I went over to the Philippines last time, we got to meet. Unfortunately, um, I can't go right now to the Philippines to sit down and interview with him because of the whole COVID situation. I'm hoping if not later this year, maybe early next year that I can get back to the Philippines. So um, then we can have some really great face-to-face conversations, but this will have to suffice for now. So Lester, thank you so much for coming on Taco Tuesday. Of course, you guys, it wouldn't be Taco Tuesday without tacos. I have my unofficial sponsor. You know, here's my first question, and, and I want to talk about the Philippines. Obviously, Lester, have you give us some insight, but how popular are tacos in the Philippines? Is that a common food that people are eating or no? I can't remember. I don't remember seeing a lot of tacos, but maybe I didn't see them. What do you think? Yeah, it's actually common. You can buy it at the mall, even at the common restaurants here. So what I have here right now is it's a common taco. It was actually made by my brother-in-law. <laughs> really not prepared of it. It's oh, just a common. Hey, there you go. That looks like a classic taco, man. <laughs> I, I had three. Be- I had three earlier, but I ate the two already. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. You sound like me. You know how many times I've been sitting there and waiting, waiting for Taco Tuesday to start. I just start eating these tacos. Um, do you do you prefer hard shell tacos or do you prefer soft tacos when you are eating tacos? I like the hard shell taco. You like the hard shell. I'm a, I, I've gone back and forth. I used to be soft only. When I was a kid, I hated hard shells. I never touched hard shell tacos, but starting to come around as an adult, I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm starting to be more of a hard shell taco fan myself. <laughs> You know, um, what about what about spiciness? Are, are you a hot sauce fan? No, I'm not. No. There's there's some spicy. If I remember correctly, there's definitely some spicy food too, isn't there? Spicy food. I'm not really fond of fond of them, but if oh, spicy food. 
I believe, I mean, famous here will be like the street foods. Haven't tried eating street foods. So, the one I really wanted to try, this is going to gross some people out, but I heard that this is, suppose it's like a delicacy or a snack for you guys. <laughs> Fertilized duck eggs. Yeah, it tastes good, Fert- right? Fertilized So, when I was over there last, I was talking to some, I think it was one of our taxi drivers. And he was saying that (laughs) there was like, they take the fertilized duck eggs, they'll bury them and then they'll unbury them a few weeks later and eat them. Like, is that real? Like, is that, tell me, like, is that a, is that an actual snack? I mean, I'm not sure how they actually do it, but I'm really fond of eating that also. How often, uh, how often do you eat that? Like, I would say like once a week. (laughs) Yeah. And are you so it's in the shell. You're just taking the shell apart and you're eating it's like a little baby duck in the shell. <laughs> Did you take it? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the best. Were you not scared when you were about to eat that? <laughs> the baby duck? I didn't eat it. So I didn't, <laughs> I, I did, I know, I didn't That's eat it. Yeah, everyone was telling, like, everyone I was talking to, when I got to the airport, I'm like in the taxi, and like everyone I talked to, they were like, yeah, you got to try it. It's like, it's a common snack here. It's really good. And I was like, no way. I was like, no way. I went too scared of it. Would taste, it would taste better if you put vinegar on it. So you're taking you that is crazy. That is good. What, what other so what's like common food? Like what what other common meals are you? I know uh, chicken adobo, right? Yeah. Also, what else? Because I'm not really fond of eating. So whatever I just have, I'll just take it. It's what they call seasick. It's it's composed of like an ear of egg. I mean a big. I mean, ear of uh, pork, the ear part of it. Mm-hmm. Well, they chop it and then they'll put some uh, liver. I'm not really sure with the ingredients, but that is something that you must try. It's actually one of the um, biggest selling um, food or delicacy here, or dish here in the Philippines, also here in Pampanga, where I'm at. I'm actually somewhat central. You know, one of my favorites, the what the mangoes, the mangoes that you guys have over there. Oh, my gosh. They are so good. They make the mangoes that we get here stateside. Yeah. The mangoes, I, I can't even eat mangoes when I came. Like, ever since I went over to the Philippines the first time, uh-huh. ever since I came back, the mangoes here that I can get, they don't taste, I mean, like, it's so sad. The, the mangoes taste, it's almost flavorless compared to the mangoes in the Philippines because the mangoes in the Philippines are so juicy and so sweet. Yeah. It's like candy. I was eating mangoes with every single meal. I was having <laughs> them with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was incredible. Yeah, because mostly they actually grow naturally. 
naturally there's so there's an abundance you can you know you're essentially harvest you can harvest them when they're ripe and eat them right away it's amazing um so you know while we're kind of talking about the philippines and the culture uh you know what do you think what makes it such a hot spot in the world for call centers i mean again when i was over there and i'm driving i haven't been everywhere but i've i've been you know, Manila, uh, probably as far south as, I'm trying to think of the major coastal city um, before I started jumping to a couple different islands. But, you know, there's there's an insane amount of, of call centers. You know, the yeah. person I was with was pointing at these buildings as we were driving and, and they were like, that's a call center. That's a call center. That's a call center. So what... What do you think, you know, what, what makes it such a great spot for call centers? I mean, because if uh, this is on my own perspective, and yeah. I always say because yeah. if, I'll, if I'll be comparing, like, the rates of the uh, being a regular staff here, like right. um, working in a restaurant, right. or small restaurants, or at the mall, or whatnot, um call centers provide a better pay and better benefits. Right. And mostly you guys there in the U.S. or actually our clients, we do have T-Mobile here, um, AT&T, all major telco here. I mean, all major telco there. We do have them here. And even small centers uh, for insurances or any stuff. But Mainly, I would say it's one of the biggest business here in the Philippines. I guess to kind of ask another, like to ask this question in another way. Why? Because you're absolutely right. The compensation to work in a call center is so competitive that I think you can get some really high quality employees working in a call center and then it's still very cost effective for everyone, you know, everyone else in the world to be able to hire call center employees based out of the Philippines. But there's also other countries like that, right? There's other countries right. in Southeast Asia that kind of fit. But I, I would still, I mean, again, we've tried hiring all over, as I'm sure you, you know, you know, you've been with me for so long. Why do you think the Philippines beats? all of these other countries when it comes to making phone calls, you know, specifically to the U S. All right. I'm not sure if I, I can say it, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would say with the training process that we have also uh, communication skills, I'm not saying I'm good, but basically most of call center agents are actually can speak, um, an average or they can definitely communicate in English since it's it's like also one of the major language here in the Philippines too. That's what I was going to, you know, I'm a foreigner, right? I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to choke on my taco here, you guys. As a foreigner coming to the Philippines, right? I can't speak Tagalog, you know, or uh, I guess 
is it is it technically Filipino now? Did they rebrand to Gal? Is the national yeah. language Filipino, right? And it's the Gal Filipino. So, <laughs> I thought they like changed it where it used to be Tagalog, but then they're calling it. Are they calling it Filipino now? The language, or is mm. it- and it's mainly mainly called Tagalog because we have a lot of dialects here. So yeah, there's like what eighty different dialects or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say we're not only eighty because you're in our and in our location we speak Pampango. It's different from Tagalog. Yeah, and I know that can make it tough. I didn't realize <laughs> that for a long time. I didn't realize how many different dialects there was. But you know, the point I was trying to make is when I came over there, I don't speak a drop of your language. You know, I can't speak Tagalog. But I'm able, you know, I was it was very easy, especially around Manila and, and some of the close cities close to Manila. I could talk to anybody in English and even if they didn't really understand me well, they still understood most of what I said. So it seems like there's a cultural level in the Philippines that dates back away. I mean, I've kind of dug into some of the history of, you know, what was it in the 1600s or 1400s? There's a major British colony, wasn't it? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, some some type of, you know, English language was was a part of the culture early on, especially around Manila. And that's why I in my opinion, it feels like the Philippines is the best place to hire someone if you want someone who can speak English, you know, making phone calls in the US, it's a perfect fit. You know, that's kind of what I've found. So that it's really that culture. Yeah. Especially this generation coming, because I'm not aware of what happened. Like, my daughter, she's just eight years old. Yeah. I didn't even teach her how to speak English. But right now, she speaks straight English. Really? Filipino and Pampango. <laughs> yeah. She even speaks better than me. What? <laughs> uh, in, you attribute that to the internet? Yeah, I would say so, from what she's watching. The internet. Amazing. It sounds like it's going to get even better then. (laughs) Even better, even better culture. And that's the thing, like the U.S. culture is, if you look at it, especially from a foreigner's perspective, like there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the U.S. that's weird. Um, There's a lot of stuff that we say here in the U.S. that's weird. English as a language is really strange the way it works. I, I know a little bit of Spanish and the way Spanish works, it's a, it's a language where it makes sense. Like the way words are broken up, um, you know, it, it's easier for someone to learn Spanish than to learn English, you know, if you don't know mm-hmm. either language. So, um, you know, that's, I, I, I totally see what you're saying, you know, in the future with, with all of this content that's online, these shows, I bet the future generation of Filipinos will be even better at speaking English. I was telling Lester before we started recording here, you guys, I, you know, looking at him, hearing him, some of you might be like, is Glenn the one in the Philippines? And is Lester the, the one in the US? Because I mean, honestly, yeah, it's like you can't even tell. It's, it's incredible. You know, it really is. 
you never know. It just comes naturally, I believe. We also have like a great training process here in the Philippines for voice and accent and language training to adapt uh, like American culture. Or, so that way we can um, communicate uh, yeah. fluently, I would say, or at least we can interact with you guys because you guys mainly provide businesses here in the Philippines. Mostly all call centers here are actually, uh, main offices are in the U.S. Right, the, so, the BPO, right? The business yeah, yeah. Uh, business process outsourcing, right? Correct. Yeah. And for call centers here, they provide better pay, as I mentioned earlier, compared to others, other work here. Yeah. We have, like, licensed engineers, nurses, um, who were actually graduated, who graduated and licensed, and they work in a call center. Yeah, they have those out there. So yeah, so call center is definitely the um, main source of income here in the Philippines. One of the major main source of income here in the Philippines. Yeah, and it and it makes perfect sense. I I think it's a great fit for multiple reasons, you know, I don't think it's just one reason. I think it's the culture, the location, um, the, the time difference too, for, again, for those of you who know nothing about the Philippines, which I'm trying to kind of keep it broad for those of you who've never interacted with the Filipino, or you don't know anything about the Philippines. Um, it's almost a, a 12 hour time difference from Pacific standard. Right. So Lester, for me, it's 830 right now. What time is it for you? It's, let's see here. Or is it, is it 1140 AM? 1140. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So it's actually 15 hours. That's right. It's fifth. Is it Eastern standard? It's a 12 hour time difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I do. We're bouncing around so many, you know, at lead heroes, we're making phone calls in Eastern Standard, Central Standard, Mountain Time, Pacific Standard. So between the four different time zones here in the U.S., and then we have the time zone in the Philippines, we're, we're juggling over five different time zones. So we can get a little confusing at times. But um, for those of you who don't know anything about the Philippines, if it's during your business hours, nine to five, whether that's Eastern or Pacific Standard or anywhere in between, that means that someone like Lester, who is in the Philippines, is working all through the night, graveyard, right? So when you're used to going to bed at 10, 11, 12 at night, that's when these Filipinos are gearing up for their work day. Uh, and you know, again, when I go, when I went over there, it was so hard to try. I'm so used to interacting with you guys, right. You know, every day we're interacting, you know, sun up to sundown. Um, but it's so tough for me because when I'm over there and you guys are starting work and I'm exhausted, I'm going to bed at night. I couldn't, that time difference was just killer for me, but how was that hard for you to adjust, Lester? I mean, you've been working graveyard for for years. I mean, what what yeah. could you talk about that a little bit? I mean, it was it was somewhat hard when I started because I've been working in call center for like twelve years twelve years already. Yeah. So 
But then again, you'll definitely get used to it because most of before I've been switching from centers to centers. That that is something that I actually regret. Been switching to different companies. Yeah, I think a call center help. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad I got, we snagged you when we did then, so you'd stop hopping <laughs> around. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as I know, been here working with you for, I would say, around four years already. Yeah. So this is where I actually found my comfort zone. And working with you, it's definitely awesome. <laughs> you heard that right. All of you in the Philippines, come work with Glenn at Lead Heroes, <laughs> where we've got the best experience. Um, you know, Lester, so, and again, for those of you who haven't interacted with Lead Heroes or myself, um, Lester has actually, he started off in the call center. So he was, you know, a person who was making phone calls for lead generation, for appointment setting. And, you know, I spotted his talent right away. And I told him, I said, we need help talking to insurance agents. Um, and so I asked him, you know, hey, I only have so much time in the day. I would, I would love your help. So if you actually end up buying, you know, leads or appointments, virtual assistant or someone from the call center, if you're leasing a, a seat in our call center, Lester is actually someone that you would be interacting with. Um, and, and that's, again, that's how much I believe in the process of, of outsourcing. And I believe in hiring Filipinos, you know, I don't just have a call center. I also have these same employees who most of which started in the call center, you know, they're doing all sorts of positions in my company, you know, customer service management positions, web design, um, you know, quality assurance. I mean, you name it. There's, there's so many different positions and there's no doubt in my mind that a Filipino can literally do anything within your company, just like if you were to hire someone stateside. And that was a, a big paradigm shift for me to, to kind of figure that out. But, um, what, what is something Lester that, you know, what, what, is there any misconceptions about the Philippines or about hiring a Filipino or is there anything that where you could be like, yeah, that's not true. I don't know why people think that. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't tell because not all, we can, they may have hired, I mean, they may have encountered like Filipinos who, who don't speak um, fluently in English. They may have encountered those um, other Filipinos. I'm not saying everyone would be good in English, but mostly those who are trained in a call center industry definitely could speak good English. So I'm still getting those, actually, those inquiries that whenever they ask if where a call center is located at. So, of course, I'll tell them it's in the Philippines. Yeah. And I do work with planets <laughs> in the U.S., there yeah. are some who would actually like say, hey, no thanks. There are some who would actually say, hey, Filipinos are cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and again, you know, I think, I think part of the problem too is there's a huge, there's a huge variance in call centers. In the, like we just talked about how many different call centers there are. Um, and, and, you know, this is something I'm sure you mentioned you've worked in several different call centers I would imagine the quality between each call center varies a lot. Would you say that's true? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
So there's probably some call centers where the people working are very unqualified and they, right. they don't speak very well. Right. Yeah. Or they may have entarded those so Filipinos who are working in a small center. Not saying all of them, because there are some who are not, who didn't undergo like language training, they are newbie or whatnot. But mostly, most call centers here provided, I mean, provides like a good training, voice and accent, language training. So, I mean, you may just be like hesitant to try it out first, giving it a shot. Right. But when you get to experience it, you get to coach the agent. You get you get to coach the caller if it's your own caller. Yeah. And definitely, uh, Filipinos will actually follow or go to their best to help you out. Because you guys are the ones who are providing a good bank to us, one of a good provider of place here in the Philippines. So yeah, try it out first. Don't be afraid. I think that's a, that's a, honestly that's what I would that's exactly what I would say to someone is you know you really don't know till you try it. And yeah. when I and and when Lester says try it, and when I say try it, that doesn't mean try it for one day or for two days. <laughs> That means you don't actually have to try it for a week or two weeks at a time. Um, and, and this was something I wanted to get into. So I think this is a perfect time to, to mention it. But, you know, we offer these custom calling campaigns at Lead Heroes where you can lease a caller from us, you know, someone just like Lester who can get on the phone and make calls on your behalf. And we can customize that campaign, the demographics or the area that we're targeting the income level of the people that we're targeting, um, the age. So area, income, and age, those are our three major demographics. And it's something that we rolled out uh, a few years ago and it's become increasingly popular. It's actually majority of our staff uh, is being billed through these custom calling campaigns. But you know, one thing I wanted to talk about is, is trying it out and also what separates agents who crush it with this program and agents who fail and trying it is kind of where there there's a, a difference there is you know trying it and and really giving it time to succeed and getting the data you need to to make a decision on whether it's working or not i talk about sample size all the time and i've talked about it on taco tuesday quite a bit and so our minimum is two weeks or 80 hours of calling because we, we want you to really get a good idea of how you can expect those results because the very first day or the very second day of calling, it might not be the results you want yet. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think about that question though, Lester, is you, know, you see all these different insurance agents coming through Lead Heroes. And we'll see some insurance agents who fail and we see the, you know, the very next agent comes in and they're killing it and they love what we're doing. What do you think separates the agent who's winning from the agent who's failing? All right. I would say there's some who are actually like, in just, just starting the campaign at a day or two, they're actually like giving up already with the service that we provide. Because keep in mind that this is all customizable. The scripts, the filters, and also the areas that we're calling could definitely be the real factor. 
special the pickup rates because yeah. there will be some days that we hit like a little pickup rates time the days that we hit a better pickup rate that's why most of the time we're setting it up like if it's just an eight hours of calling per day we set it up like either morning having two part-time callers and if we're not getting good traction during morning we would have the option to switch to afternoon calling if so if you want to personalize the script which we've found success with the uh, scripts that we've been using. And if you just want to personalize it, definitely we can do that. And if you think your script is better than us, than the script that we use. Yeah. Why not? We'll use it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great, and I think one of the key things that I heard you say right there is the response rate, right? Because how can we, if, if we're not getting people to answer their phone, how can we generate a lead or generate an appointment if if we're not getting people that are picking up their phone and that mainly comes from the response rate we're getting. Um, And yeah, it's, there's a million different variables like Lester just mentioned, you know uh, the time of year. So summer vacation, right? You guys, so if, if there's a bunch of people who are traveling because it's summer vacation or maybe it's spring break or fall break, people might not be answering their phones as often as if they were home during the week, you know, the day of the week, you know, Fridays aren't great. Monday through Thursday is pretty like there's, there's a, a good amount of average, I would say between Monday through Thursday, Fridays are kind of hit or miss. And Saturday or Sunday, again, Saturdays can be good, but Sundays are kind of hit or miss. That's that's been my experience, um, you know. But the the area is hands down the biggest variable. Um, you know, rural areas out in the in the the less densely populated areas. So metro cities they get marketed to, they get so many phone calls. They don't answer the phones as much as rural areas, people that are further away from the cities. You can literally pull up a population density map, you guys. And that population density map is essentially showing you what your response rate will look like. If it's a highly populated area like Miami, New York, LA, these are places where people don't want to answer the phone. So um, I think that's, I think that's a really great point, Lester. Um, anything else about, you know, is there any like common questions or common, you know, I mean, I, like I was telling you before we got on the, the call here today, I, I feel like when I'm talking to these agents, it, there's a lot of a lot of times it feels like I'm having the same conversation over and over. So I'm curious, from your point of view, do you ever feel like, man, this question gets asked every single time? Right. Um, some are actually asking with leads that we have that we provide. Some yeah. they're telling us that they're not even picking up the phone. So. That's one thing that we actually would like to reiterate that the leads that we provide, we send them out not more than 12 hours on generating. So they have been called that day. You will receive them by the end of the night or end of the day. So definitely we've spoken to them. And that's why we also provide all the data 
like the phone numbers, addresses, and all. And even the recordings are being attached as a proof that we've called. And our caller interacted with that person, and that person confirms that he is the lead or she's the lead, if not the spouse. That's the main reason why we are attaching the recordings to each and every lead that we provide. But yeah, I mean, the next day you call them, right? They may not answer, but you can keep making follow-ups with them. Like every after three days or just once a week, I would say, because you can keep those contacts. We never resell them. I, I think I can retire and let Lester take over because this is, guys, that, that is what I tell you every time. Like, that's to the point. I couldn't be prouder of you right now, Lester. Honestly, I am like a proud father. It is, it's all in the follow-up. It's all in the follow-up. And just because we just spoke to them, even if we just spoke to them an hour ago, it doesn't mean that they're going to pick up the phone very first time that you call them however if you take our leads and what we do and you compare it to an internet lead a facebook lead a direct mail lead our response rate when you make that first phone call is typically higher um, because we did speak to them because we have a phone number that is valid but at the end of the day, you can't win if you're not making five to 10. I talked to an agent just this week. He told me he was making 20 calls to every single lead. I'm not saying you have to make 20 calls, but if you are making 20 calls, I bet you're going to talk to probably every single lead or 95% of those leads. And that's just how it works. You know, you have to make those phone calls. I don't know what to tell you guys. Lester is amazing, but he can't sell the insurance application for you. That's why you get paid as an insurance agent. You know, my team and people just like Lester can set these leads and appointments up for you, but you have to finish the process. It sounds silly to say it out loud like this, and Lester's laughing at me as he should, but... <laughs> And Lester hears me complain about agents who are not putting in the work. They're not making the phone calls. They're not doing the follow-up. They're not doing their job. Um, and so that's, again, that's why Lester's laughing because this is something that I say over and over and over and over. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a really, really great point. Um, Lester, you know, could you ex let everyone know about the promotion? We're, we're kind of wrapping up. We're getting close to the end of today's episode on Taco Tuesday. And I cannot believe I was able to get Lester on the episode today. I'm so excited for this. Um, before we wrap up, could you mention the promotion that we have going right now that um, expires Friday, May 21st at midnight, you guys. So from the time this video airs on Taco Tuesday you will only have about three and a half days to take advantage of this. So Lester, please let them know. Yeah, absolutely. It is something that you must try guys because we have it for our custom calling campaign is on a promo until the 21st of this month from $12, $12 price point down to $8 per hour. That's already like four, $4 savings per hour. This is under the custom calling where you get to customize everything, the scripts. 
you know, filters, just like hiring your own telemarketer. That $8 price point, you could only get that if you will avail a minimum of 480 hours or a three months worth of calling, hiring one telemarketer or two part-time callers. So when I try it out, guys, give it a try. For a minimum of 80 hours of purchase, you get to experience our service. Like, again, everything is customizable. If you want to talk to our callers, to your assigned callers, if you want to provide us feedbacks, how they can improve more, like coach them, you can always shoot us a message via email or give us a call when the campaign is running. At least try it out first. For at least two weeks of calling, give it a shot. And we have clients, as I, as I kept on saying for some clients or some agents, we have clients who are finding more success in doing the hourly rate. They try it out for a long term, like a month. So they mostly end up paying less if we will compare it to our fixed cost. 100%. If we will convert the number of fees. And then again, you can personalize everything. So when you get to talk to the uh, to the customers, to the leads, that way, they can easily recognize you if you want us to mention your name. It's definitely doable. And and one thing I want to hit on too that, that Lester just said, you guys, sometimes your feedback when you're calling the leads and you're talking to these prospects, that feedback when we get it and then we can talk to whoever is making those phone calls for you from our call center, those small changes can be the difference between a lot of success and just mediocre success. So it's a two-way street. We need that communication from you. We need the feedback because that helps us get better. And, and our best clients, the clients who have been with us for years, we are constantly going back and forth. Hey, can you change the area? Hey, can you try adding this to the script? Hey, I don't like that word. We need to stop using it. It's it's coming up over and over when I'm talking to the prospect. So give us that feedback. We need it. And you're essentially treating it just like it's your employee in your agency. Um, you know, one thing, again, that I wanted to mention. So I'm going to recap the promo. And then I have one final question for you, Lester, before I let you go. So um, just, just like, yeah, I, I know you're excited for more questions. <laughs> um, normally to get an $8 an hour rate, you have to pay for 480 hours. Just like Lester said, that's over $3,000 that you have to pay. We are allowing for just the next few days from the time that this episode airs, you can try it out for $8 an hour for 80 hours. That's $640. That's a fraction of what we normally charge. And don't worry if you're listening to this after the promotion's over, you can still get that $8 an hour rate if you pay for 480 hours or more, which is three callers for one month or one caller for three months. So that's that's the promotion we have going on. It's It's a huge deal. Please, please, please. If you've been thinking about trying this out, now is the time to do it. Now, you know, Lester, you mentioned how, you know, it's just like hiring your own telemarketer or your, your own caller. Why do you think what we do is, is better for an agent 
than if an agent just goes out and hires their own caller? What, what, are, what value are we providing over that? You know, what, what do you feel like the difference is? I mean, <laughs> not to brag, because you, yourself, uh, I'm actually telling them <laughs> whenever they actually inquire, there are some that I'm actually informing that you yourself have, have been an has been an agent prior to uh, founding Lead Heroes. Yes, sir. So definitely you are guiding us. The scripts that we use are in compliance. And then again, you definitely work hand in hand with us. So every updates that we need to get, you are providing us. But definitely, I mean, for the hourly rate, it is something worth giving it a try. If you want to aim for a, a fixed number of leads, go with a fixed cost. Yeah. But definitely, we'll try our best to, we'll definitely do provide quality leads. Just don't expect that they will pick up the next day that you call them. But definitely, so, most likely they will. The, I, so one of the big, the big pieces too is the management side of having a caller, right? So can, right. can you speak to that piece of it? Because I think that's what a lot of insurance agents completely do not understand at all. So you understand being a call, you know, you understand being a caller within a call center. You have, you've been in different call centers. You, you now see our call center from kind of the top down. You see all of our management. You know, we've got six different managers in the call center. We have several different teams. We have team leaders. It's, it's a really big operation at this point. Can you speak to how much work managing a caller is? I mean, it definitely takes a lot of or tons of time to like manage a caller because if you yourself will be hiring your own caller, all right, you will, you'll pay them directly. Of course, you may be paying less if you'll hire directly from the Philippines, but hey, with the quality of the leads that they may provide, the calls that they make, you can tell if they're working or not. You need to coach them. You need to check the math every now and then. Not saying everyone, but it would really take a lot of your time. Instead of you doing stuff, closing sales on your end, you still need to coach them, make follow-ups with them. Hey, do this, do that. Hey, what did you do on this specific time? Hey, what's up? What's going on? Hey, but here at Lead Heroes with the hourly campaign, we do all those stuff. We have our call to team, supervisors, operations managers and here guys i'm here always opening for you providing feedbacks that we can apply that we can send it towards to or to the quality team that way they can coach the callers if you're under the hourly rate so we all do the work for you guys you just pay by the hour and not only that we are using our own data to generate the leads but if you think your data would be better than what we have yeah, feel free to like include that in the right. column yeah. list. Yeah, we have we have some agents who will even provide their client list. So if they have a huge right. book of clients, they'll say, "Hey, can you call through our clients and um, set appointments, cross market, you know, things like that." So, but that was you hit it right. You said it perfectly. You really did. We 
you can you can get this cheaper if you were to go hire you can go to job boards like craigslist in the philippines you can find a filipino you can hire them yourself you can get the dialer yourself you can find the data yourself and you can do all of this yourself but what what it really comes down to is the amount of time you're going to spend and that's what happened with me you guys as an agent myself before like lester mentioned I spent so much time when I started to grow this team, when I got it up to about 10 Filipinos, I was shocked how much time it was taking me to manage it, to manage the whole process, the data, the dialer. Um, you know, these are also human beings, like, you know, just like you'd be managing a team if they were sitting there in your office, you know, there's different things that come up, there's issues, there's conflicts. It takes a lot of time. We are doing all of that for you. That $8 an hour rate, that is an all-inclusive rate. The management, it's 100% managed for you. You don't have to think about the data. You don't have to think about the dialer. You don't have to think about um, the scripts, the process. If you're unhappy with the caller, we can find a new caller for you. We're guaranteeing their hours. It, it's, it's an incredible value. So when I hear someone or another agent say, wow, I could do that for myself for cheaper. Go ahead, by all means, <laughs> try it. I, I, you know, I dare you go for it. If you can do it, it have at it, it, you know, but the reality is, is I think we're offering such a huge value to you guys by having this all in one, this, this process, this system. That, and it's been years, you know, Lester has been with me. He mentioned four years. Four I started years. this company almost six, almost seven years ago now. Um, and so we have a ton of experience with what works, what doesn't work. And, and now we're really trying to help you guys by taking our experience and, and, you know, essentially giving it to you at a fraction of the cost that it took to develop. So Lester, I so appreciate your time. I'm asked, I know I have him way off the clock here. Um, so we're definitely <laughs> no, going cool. to we're gonna have to get you some, uh, some bonus hours this week for sure. So I, I really appreciate you coming on Taco Tuesday. Any final thoughts for insurance agents all over the U.S. as they're listening to this um, that you'd like to share? All right. So, yeah, I mean, you get to try the leads that we provide and test it out. And not just buy 10 leads or like 15 leads because you won't get as far as I no, you won't get like a good conversion on those just like few leads that you I mean you can't judge like the leads that we provide by just purchasing 10 or 15 leads. Let's test, test it out first. Be, build If you want to compare our services or your leads to a different provider try to build a different or a separate pipeline using the leads that we provide and try our service or the leads that we provide like at a longer period of time but not just like 10 or 15 leads. But we have some also, we're actually placing like 10 leads, 15 leads, but they keep on reordering though. Yeah. That's what I could suggest. Try it out first at a longer time or span a period of time or a larger volume of order for the fixed cost then compare it to the different leads. And then again, we do provide all the data and the uh, report that we're sending every every end of the day includes all that, even the recordings. 
So don't be afraid to t- test it out first. Even I know you'll be paying for it, but it's worth giving it a try. Hundred percent. And and again, the the experts that I get to deal with who buy marketing, buy leads. You know what are they doing? Well, they're they're buying a large volume so they can see how it's going to work for them. And usually they're giving it a full 90 days of making follow-ups of, you know, seeing how many sales they can get out of those leads of seeing if they bought 480 hours of calling, they're getting all the way through those 480 hours of calling before they decide whether it's going to work or not work for them. So Lester, you said it like an expert. I I couldn't have said it any better. Um, My final thoughts, you guys on this special taco Tuesday, take advantage of our $8 an hour custom calling campaign promotion before it expires this coming Friday at midnight, May 21st. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to subscribe, smash the like button. Um, and until next time, happy taco eating, my fellow taco eating friends out there. So Lester, I hope you have a wonderful, All right. Thank wonderful you rest of the day, my friend. Thank you.